Money FM 89.3. Best of drive time. Money FM 89.3. It is now time for Sports Minutes. I'm Elliot Danker together with Ziaul Raushan. You convinced me. Did I? To talk about local football. <laughs> One battle won. You really like it, don't you? I do. I do. I think if we can spend so much time and money watching leagues abroad, mm. I think we should put in the effort into our local league as well. And hey, I enjoy watching live football as much as I watch it on TV. So I try and get myself to the stadium as often as I can. Mm. Singapore Premier League starts this Friday. What are you looking forward to the most? I tell you what, we've talked about it before. VAR is obviously hogging yeah, the headlines. Yeah. But for me, it's the Lion City Sailors signing a player from their direct rival. For those of you who are listening in and don't really know Singapore football, this is akin to Manchester United signing Robin Van Persie all those years ago okay. from Arsenal. That's good context. And then Robin Van Persie went on to win the league title, United's last league title in recent memory. And similarly, the Lion City Sailors who lost out on the league have gone on to sign the reigning Singapore Premier League Player of the Year in the form of Kodai Tanaka. And I think that's just blockbuster and that's just the top of the layer in terms of what I'm excited about for the season ahead. Speaking of uh, local football, we caught up with Dipanaraj Ganesan, sports reporter for the Straits Times. Uh, he's been keeping an eye on all things Singapore football uh, to get an insight on what to expect in the upcoming season. Yeah, certainly the guardian of Singapore football, some call Dipanaraj Ganesan. <laughs> so I think we've uh, entrusted the right man with the duty, Deepan. Excited for the Singapore Premier League. Definitely very excited. Um, you know, I, I think when the Singapore Premier League season always comes around, there's so much to look forward to. Um, every year, you know, there's there's something to look forward to, some a storyline to follow. I think there are several this season. I think with Brunei DPMM's return and 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 the start of VAR, I think that's quite exciting. And I think also Young Lions just generally being a better team is something to look forward to. So, so all these various storylines to follow for sure. Yeah, certainly plenty of storylines. But let's first talk about VAR because that's dominated the conversation in terms of making it a bit more professional almost because there has been an outcry for VAR for so long. We were at the game on uh, the Sunday watching Albrecht's beat Haugang and VAR took centre stage for that. But are you expecting VAR? I expected teething issues, I'll be very honest here. Are we expecting it to hog the headlines when the season starts? I, I, I do think it will play a, a, a big role. Because you look at VAR, I think it helps poor officiating. I, in the Singapore Premier League, there is poor officiating. Uh, and I think that at the end of the day, when, when you have all these tools to help the referees, the games are going to change. So, for example, those two VR decisions on Sunday, without that, we're looking at a 1-0 game, yes? Mm, mm. Because two, two, two VR decisions led to goals, yeah. right? A 1-0 game compared to a 3-0 game, I mean, which one would the fan watch? So, I think go- there are going to be goals. I think there's going to be a lot more excitement. And also, what I liked was... Uh, on Sunday, I, I thought there were very localised chants mm. about oh. VAR. Yeah. Okay. Uh, of course, some choice words from the Haugang fans towards uh, the VAR, but it was, a, it was a very fun thing, which yeah. I, I've gone to matches in England, and their chants are very different when it yeah. comes to VR. but in Singapore, it's very different. Yeah. So I think it's a nice atmosphere to, to bring your, your family to, to just enjoy the, the atmosphere while watching a good game of football. Yeah, mm. certainly you talk about the fans. I had a bit of goosebumps when the whole stadium went VAR, VAR, because yes, you hear that in yeah. the European stadiums, yeah. but you're never going to hear that in the Singapore stadiums. I do worry though whether this means the referee Kayu Chant is then debunked from no, from no way. <laughs> <laughs> this is a national thing, you know, and I grew up in Aukang, so I, I know the choice language. Actually, Raushan, brilliant point you bring up. I want to throw this to you. Uh, uh, with regard to fans and VAR, I I didn't realise SPL has been around for what, like four years now, going on five. Um, and the only reason I suddenly got interested in it, again, is not because of Raushan, but because <laughs> VAR 
is is this a means to to get the locals back into supporting football? You know, like yesteryear. Like I, I, the last time I supported it was Lions twelve time. Yeah. So so I don't think it's because of VR alone, but more so because there is something new to the league. And ah, that's that's an been excitement point. yes, that's okay. been the problem with the league for the last not just the four or five years since they yeah. rebranded, but even beyond that, there's not been something new for the fans to look forward to. Mm, mm. Uh, and I think this is this has alienated a lot of the fans. And when you go to stadiums these days, yes, in, in the last couple of years, I think it's growing. Okay, but you still see that core fans who have been there since. Um, play, uh, many years ago. Sure. I think we're not bringing in new fans, yeah. but I would say, are we actually trying to bring in new fans? I don't oh. see it. I don't see it. Yeah, 100%. I agree with Deepan. I, that point he makes about not trying to win people over. The only mm. recent example I can think of is the Lion City Sailors. When they came in backed by Shopee, there was great hurrah in terms of million-dollar players, then yeah. bringing in high-profile players, and that brought in a new section of fans to Jalan Besar Stadium, their home ground in the years gone by, right? I fear now that LCS are not backed as much by Shopee money because of the financial troubles that Shopee and team are going through. Is that then going to have a knock-on effect? Is it almost, we took five steps forward with the LCS model, but now we're going to take three steps back? Before I answer your question, Roshan, I think for the Lion City sailors, one reason, even if I don't have a media accreditation to go to the games, one reason I would go to a sailors game is just to watch Maxim Lestian. Mm. By far and away, one of the best players I've seen in the league. Mm. He's a, a former Belgian uh, under-21 international. He's been called up to the national team before, so brilliant player. But to your point, I do think that some fans will turn away from the games, will be turned away from the games because at the end of the day, it's that premium feeling you got with the Lion City Sailors, yeah. right? Yeah. It's this huge club, you know, with lots of money, you know, bringing in a uh, former South Korea captain. That's not really happening now, is it? So, you know, I'm not really going to go to games. But having said that, I think the folks at Lion City Sailors, they do fantastic work on match day. I think they've got a match day bus. Last year, you saw old chunky vans uh, on match Even days. Even folks' food trucks. Yeah, Tiger folks' food trucks. So yeah. that, that's what's important. And the Lion City Sailors folks know how to make a, a match day experience happen. And I think that point about winning fans over, right? In Singapore, I feel, I, I won't consider myself the biggest or longest fan of local football, but in recent years, one thing that I feel that is sorely missing is that match day experience. Like, when Correct. we go on holiday to Correct. Italy, to England, we go out and watch a match, say, kicks off at 3 o'clock. You know your day starts at 10 o'clock because you're going to be hanging out with like-minded people, gearing yourself up for the game. Mm. In Singapore, it's a bit like, okay, game 5 o'clock, I take three at 4 o'clock I reach 4.30 I walk to stadium just nice that's what's lacking for me we're so good at organising events why don't we do this I mean my concern uh, and again I'm not the biggest fan of local football but I do worry that you know why aren't people going to games uh, sure halftime shows food trucks those might be one way family friendly environment uh, a controversial question, or, well, I try. Uh, what if we did something like what Saudi Arabia did in bringing in a huge figure like Ronaldo? Obviously, we can't afford that, but if we had that famous, super, super famous player or ambassador, could that ignite fans or is it just a temporary fix? Yeah, look, so I think whenever you do something, you've got to understand your audience. I mean, it's, it's, it's everywhere, right? No matter yeah. what industry yeah. you're in. And at the end of the day, the football watching audience in Singapore, they like these marquee names. Of course. Yeah. Because they follow the, the, the English Premier Leagues and your La Ligas of this yeah. world. 
So I think it's a it's a fantastic idea. I think you and, and the thing about marquee players is we've tried that before in the Singapore League. But their definition of marquee players is just that you've had a career in mm, Europe. Correct. Yeah, but but the the Singaporean the average Singaporean fan only knows your big big names. And it's okay if the guy is 35, 36 as long as he can contribute like like Cristiano Ronaldo do, is doing in Saudi Arabia. I know he's a very um, unique example because of how he takes care of himself. But I think there are a lot of footballers out there in, in Europe and around the world who can come here, play a season as a marquee player for a club and then reignite that, that fandom in, in the Singapore Premier League. Sorry, i just like to throw caution to the wind. I completely agree with you. We need possibly a marquee player to drive the excitement. But I think it needs to come back down to the player being expected, signing a contract, yes, one year to play, but then you are staying on as an ambassador for the league to continue to build the brand. A bit like what David Beckham did for MLS all those years ago, a bit like what Ronaldo has put pen to paper with Saudi Arabia. We saw Jermaine Pennant come by years ago. He wasn't fully invested, to Deepen's point. He just wanted uh, to retire into the sunset with one big fat paycheck, and that didn't really work out, did it? Yeah, it's because of Marina Bay Sands. So one thing I, I do want to talk about is the fact that I think, uh, it, it's to my point earlier about how we are not bringing something new to the league right and we're not bringing in new fans and I said you know the clubs or, or the league they don't care about the new fans so an example that I have is that when when these clubs are announcing players for the new season for example uh, let's just say Gelang have signed a player called Joshua Pereira okay. when they announce the player it's just welcome Joshua Joshua who? Yeah. If, I'm, if I'm someone who's yeah. trying to get into the league Joshua who? Yeah. so, so my, my point is compare that to me now announcing Joshua Pereira. The Joshua Pereira from Badok, block, blah, blah, blah. You know, he's lived here, blah, 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 years, and now he's playing. Game for, show it up, yeah. Americanize it up yeah. a little make bit. It, right? Make yeah. him feel yeah. like I can relate to him. I yes. mean, as a Singaporean, it shouldn't be hard for me to yeah. relate to yeah. him. Yeah. So, so we're not building the storylines. We're just saying, here, the product is here, go and consume it. This, no one's going to do it. This gives me a good chance to plug, is it sports, is it entertainment? That's a podcast me and Elliot had a couple of weeks no, ago. And, and you have to consider it. both. If you want to bring in more fans, you've got to have the entertainment aspect. And also, I just want to put out there, it's good that we have uh, local footballers who are playing overseas as well. By the time they mature and as time goes by, more, more locals should go overseas. Go, go overseas and play. And then when you come back at a time where these old ambassadors have matured, you really bring up that standard of the league. Mm. And and still, you need to profile these guys. You can't be talking about Erfan Fandi, uh, who's playing overseas without telling the storyline, right? Yeah, exactly. So I think there are a lot of young footballers coming up that you don't really hear much about. At the end of the day, look, as a football journalist, I would love to profile every player, but that's not possible, right? Mm. So I think clubs, the leagues have to take the, the centre stage and push the players out there, give yeah. them media training because yeah, they yeah. really need it. Yep. Yes. And then yes. let's see where it goes. We can't keep doing the same thing, you know, every year and expecting fans to turn up because the the, the product is not premium. Huh. You know, you, you got to push it in their faces and say like, hey, this is what it is. Come and support us because of XXX reasons. 100%. I think it's about building profile, building value for the viewer or the fan to go out there and do, which I think various different external podcasts do, not so much the clubs themselves. So hopefully there'll be a push for that. I just want to rein this conversation in purely because the league does kick off and you want to keep things positive. Deep and final question to you. Who wins the league in 2023? Well, uh, putting me on the spot, but I would say uh, I think Tampanese Rovers because they've built well and got a good coach. I think it's finally time for them to, to win the league. I lived in Tampanese, so viva la Tampanese. <laughs> Deepen, of course, uh, the league is kicking off. Um, first game you're covering, we can read all about it on the Straits Times. Tell us more. Yep, the first game is happening on Friday, uh, 7.45pm at the Bishan Stadium, where the Lion City Sailors take on Tanjung Paga. 
Um, if you're a fan of local football, obviously you'll be there. But if you're not a fan, please do come down because I think it's going to be a great, great game. Lion City Sailors with, like I said, last year and uh, the, the the reign in Singapore Premier League Player of the Year, Kodai Tanaka, up against the Tanjung Pagasa. That's very cultured. They play a very different kind of football. Yep. You can expect a lot of uh, aggressive football and a lot of tackles flying in. I think it's going to be a great one. And yeah. Tanjung Paga love an upset as well. They kicked off last year beating Albrecht Nigata who are one of the fame team. So you can expect an upset. Who doesn't love an underdog story? Yeah. I tell you what, let's see if this podcast works and our cell of the SPL works. If you see Deepan, make sure you say hi and say you listen to this podcast. Fantastic. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.